0: WFJA 105.5, Sanford, Pinehurst, Southern Pines. You're listening
1: to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show.
2: Welcome to From the Cheap Seats, Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, hanging out. Got a lot to get through today, man. Yeah, a we'll lot, say,
3: a lot, a lot to get. We got, through. we have a special surprise too. We'll talk about oh, later. Oh man! Hey man, I came up with an idea for a new business. All right, bet it's a uh, driving in the fog simulator. Because this morning people are losing their ever-loving minds trying to get around town, get you know the place of business or
2: schools or whatever the case may be. Well, you know something's going on, man. I the other day on on Friday, actually on Thursday. As I was getting back and forth to Durham, as I do three times a week, um, somebody passed me in the utility lane on the right, oh, okay. and I thought, "Wow, what's that important that you know that you're you're out there acting that crazy?" And then somebody else did it, and then it happened a third time. And I got, to, I, I got to Durham, and I you know, did the whole school thing and the rest of that, and I came back. And then that evening, people were flying, whipping in and out of traffic. I don't know what it is. It was like the most crazy traffic day I'd seen. And then you come back on Monday morning, and there's fog, and people have lost their minds. You know, you could do the fog is simulator, it that, too. Is it like the movie Black Sheep, where you're going
3: like five miles per hour, and you just didn't know
2: it? No, I mean, you know, I do my thing, but, I, you know, I drive so much. Um, that I'm just not going to get tickets. That's just not going to happen. So I set the cruise control, you know, four or five miles. I'm with you, man. Over. And, you know, back when I was, you know, 25. That's what I was about to say. Oh, my God, dude. I drove everywhere. If I was driving to the corner store, I was going 100 miles an hour. It's like when you turn 40,
3: that like a switch goes off, and you're like, I will not exceed the speed limit more than...
2: Approximately four miles per hour.
0: Something yeah, like that's
2: that. kind of how it works. But the other thing is too is once you get to be forty or, or so, and your insurance drops, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is what it can be like if I don't drive like an idiot." This is why I have been driving at the ten and two position. When you see Dude. your your bill, oh my god! And you know, my wife and I are at a position in our lives. You're you're about to enter this realm. Oh, no. where you're paying insurance premiums for oh, gosh, teenagers. No. Yes. And and when you get into that phase of your life, you've heard about it mm-hmm. and you kind of conceptualize how it's going to be and then you actually have the conversation with the insurance company and you're you're like, what? What? You know, the funny thing about it is I love my kids. They're the most important thing to me. So
3: let me go ahead and get that out of the way before I sound like an awful person. But, you know, the, the, the dream, the American dream is the, the, you know the marriage, the kids, and just one by one, you know, just when you feel like you've gotten over the top and you're comfy, here comes another set of bills that you just, oh. just just aren't ready for, man. It's just like gut punch after gut punch. And you're like, "I thought I was living the American dream, and here comes the insurance bill for the you know the 16-year-old.:
2: Yeah, you're, you're, you're living your kid's dream is what you're doing. But, yeah, anybody that can commiserate out there as far as, you know, teenagers and their insurance rates. I mean, my insurance bill annually is far, far less than what I pay for my kids each quarter. Right. So easily four times as much. And it, you get to a point where it's like, and I've got one of my kids who's actually had an accident, got a couple of tickets, and is in a position where, you know, like one more strike and she's uninsurable. Unless you want to go, you know, she's, buy from Big Lou. Um, the, she, no, <laughs> she.
3: You will know. Oh, what she's probably going to have to do is go to the horse-drawn carriage, you know,
2: if she... You know Dude, what I mean? Start walking is what's going to go. Is how that's going to go on. But yeah, it's not a whole lot of fun. And yeah, we're going to welcome you to the club. It's an induction ceremony. There's a secret handshake and an initiation, and yeah, it's not a whole lot of fun. But yeah, it's coming.
3: It's coming. Is it kind of like a secret safe house where you go and commiserate
2: and cry on each other's shoulders? That's exactly what it's like. That's exactly what it's like. But then. Once that starts, though, once that countdown begins, you know that you're counting months until that child is paying all of their own bills. And that's when it becomes pretty cool, in theory, because then you'll only ever hear from those kids when they need money. Well, it's funny.
3: um, uh, Up until about eight months ago, I was the only kid, brother, sibling in my family with children, you know, and I got one that's about turned 16 this month, and... My brother, Brett, ex-military, um, ended up going to East Carolina. Sharp guy. He he runs a, a, a section in it for a company. He's got people under him. He just got the world by, you know, the world is his oyster. And he calls me one day about five months ago, and all he says is, kids are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> and he sounds broken. <laughs> like He sounds like he's been billy club, club whipped. For like twenty four hours, and it, I could, I just said, "Man, I, I know what you're saying, man. I feel, fi- I feel you. I can commiserate." But yeah. he sounded like, you know, his dog had just died or something.
2: Ah, I'm looking. I, I'm getting ready here as we're we're talking. This is almost like, uh, you know, when somebody asks you a question during an interview. Mm-hmm. You know the old trick is to repeat the question back to him, so them.
3: you can think of a so smart you, answer. Yeah, you
2: can think of a smart answer. That's kind of what's happening with the show this morning. I'm trying to think of smart content. Not really. I know where we're going, but I did just see that there are tickets available for the Monday night game. Detroit traveling to Green Bay. Okay, it says there's tickets for as low as seventy four bucks. Is the ad? I don't know. I don't. Are you buying that, dude? That's Lambeau Field. Talking about kids, man, that's something you bequeath to your kids and your will is your season tickets for Green Bay. Does anybody really believe you can get tickets for this Monday night matchup for seventy four bucks? I'm not feeling that. If if you can,
3: you need binoculars. You need to bring your binoculars, something. you know, because they have to be nose
2: nosebleeds beyond nosebleeds. Ugh. Big matchup here on Monday night, man. The the Lions, who thought the Lions would be what they've become this year it's um i don't know man i'm I'm excited about this ball game aaron Rodgers ought to be perfect up there in green bay if they'd you know run the ball a couple of times against philly they'd come into this undefeated uh the lions with a wonky record man you know two one and one but this is this is the first i don't know big game in the nfc north um who you got tonight you know, I think
3: it's <laughs> – so, was your question who you got tonight? I'm thinking of something smart to say. So. <laughs> I'm repeating the question back to you so I can have time. <laughs> no, um, I guess Green Bay, just because they got more talent. But Aaron Rodgers, it's in his nature to make it in- as interesting
2: as possible. You say they've got more talent, but do they really? I mean, when you look at the wide receiver group – I, I'll take the Lions receivers. Carry on Johnson and Aaron Jones in a vacuum. I might take Carry on Johnson. I know you're a an Aaron uh, an Aaron Jones guy. Um it, Matt Stafford's been one of those tantalizing NFL quarterbacks for years where you watch him in a in small pockets and you're like, God, you know, this guy's as good as anybody out there and then, you know, over the course of a season you're like, ah, oh, lots of numbers doesn't win anything. I like this Detroit offense. It's a complete team. I was really, really, really down on their head coach, Matt Patricia, last year. I thought he was the wrong guy for the for the job. And um, he sort of proved us right all year because they weren't very good. But they came out of the gate. They should have beat Arizona early. Um, you know, the thing know, about I'm it is I'm, I, this is a Monday night game that I will actually pay attention to. So The reason
3: I go. say – Green Bay just barely is because you never really associate Detroit with their defense, and their defense has been sneaky good this year yeah. so far. But Aaron Rodgers, it's Monday night, okay? So everybody's going to be watching the game. Aaron Rodgers knows it. That means he's going to throw from first and goal from the one-yard
2: line. He's going to throw four times incomplete. I don't know, man. You know, given given recent history, maybe he'll only throw it three times. But no, Green Bay, if, if Green Bay gets through this game unscathed, Green Bay's in the catbird seat, maybe for the entire NFC, because everybody that we thought was going to be awesome this year, not so much. Uh, not the least of which is the L.A. Rams, who are really, really sputtering at this point. Out of the gate at 3 and 0, oh, you know, everybody was, I, I mean, me personally, I'm right on that train, was ready to anoint them, you know, even post Todd Gurley, because it looks like. They're going to have to get this thing done without Gurley. Um, But three bad losses back-to-back-to-back. I don't know
3: if I count this last one a bad loss. I think San Francisco. Look, San
2: Francisco's better than anybody
3: thought they were going to be. Yeah. I mean, it's bad because they didn't put any points on the board, but... I think San Francisco is going to do that to a lot of teams. Well,
2: here's the thing with San Francisco. San Francisco, we, we talk about Sean McVay. Sean McVay is this offensive genius. He's this young whiz kid. Let me, let me break this down for folks out there. Kyle Shanahan, and I, I hate the nepotism in the NFL and in coaching in general. We've talked at length about the NBA and how you know, the easiest route to be in a head coach is to be a head coach's kid. Kyle Shanahan is as good as it gets call in place. The, the things that they do on offense are they're video game type things, man. And right. he pulls these plays out, and he's one of those guys. They've got a stable full of backs right now, and he is one of those guys that understands how to call specific plays for specific players and not tip his hand. Right. I really like what's going on in San Francisco. The worst component of this whole thing that's going on out in San Francisco right now is that they don't have a legit number one receiver. But I think Garoppolo may hold this offense back a little bit. He's not operating at maximum capacity yet. They're doing this with the run game, doing it with short pass. With the short passing game, I'm not sold that Garoppolo is ready to take this team to a Super Bowl. But right now, as it stands, San Francisco is undefeated through six weeks. And who would have thought that could be possible. They've already had their bye week, 5-0, and looking good doing it. Now, the offense is a great part of it. Kyle Shanahan is an offensive whiz kid, got it. But that defensive front they've got out there, they got five number one picks along the defensive line, and they just roll depth out there. Those guys can do a lot of things. They can create a lot of havoc rushing just for. And, of course, Nick Bosa had his coming-out party against Cleveland on national TV a couple weeks ago, that was ago. awesome. He's that good, but he's not the only. You know, I, I I hate how they fawn over guys and they lose track of everybody else that's on that on that um, squad. Look out for San Francisco; they're legit, and this was a statement win for them on the road at Los Angeles to walk out of there with an impressive twenty to seven win. Uh, big things ahead. For the 49ers so as it stands right now they're the lone unbeaten out there
3: no they got New England no I'm talking about it I'm talking He's about it in the like NFC NFC yeah and they play Washington next weekend so that'll they'll go to six and0 I think coming up on October 27th they play the the Panthers. I think that'll be a game that will tell a lot. See if the Panthers and Kyle Allen are for real and see if, you know, because those are two really good aggressive defenses.
2: Well, good news for the Rams is they've got the Falcons and Bengals back to back coming up. Uh, so that's a chance for, for them to get well. Although the Falcons, you know, did everything they could. Did you see Matt Bryant miss the extra or the extra Man, point? I'm going to tell you what, I
3: can't watch Atlanta play football right now. It's just bad. Hey. I, so the answer to your question is no. Mm. I did not watch it. I just look for their L in the L, the loser column, because <laughs> I, then I know what you know the, what a, the NFC
2: is doing over there. All right. Well, so. we're going to be back in a in a minute, and we need to we need to answer the question: Has the sky fallen with the Dallas Cowboys? We'll sort that out. We got a whole bunch of stuff in store. Hang with us through the break; it'll be worth your effort. I promise.
4: and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with Remax Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402, or visit me at crystalcopas.com.
5: Swimming pools can be lots of fun, but they can be dangerous too. Especially for young children. Always practice simple safety steps to prevent tragedies. Fence all pools. Teach kids to swim. And always watch them around water. No horseplay! Simple steps save lives. To learn new life-saving steps, visit PoolSafely.gov. A public service message from the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission.
6: Did you know there is a place right here in downtown Sanford that utilizes fresh, organic, and sustainable foods from our area's vast farming community? It's Cooper's Restaurant and Wine Room, located at 133 South Steel Street in historic downtown Sanford. I'm Executive Chef Brian Moser. Come join us Tuesday through Saturday from 5 to 10 to experience an ever-evolving, locally-sourced menu featuring the area's best farmers, paired with the locally-brewed beers, and some of the world's best wine. Make your reservations now on the Open Table app and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. A
7: message from the American Migraine Foundation.
4: It's an absolute nightmare.
1: There's pain that does not stop.
7: I feel trapped by migraine. Migraine is a
1: disabling
7: disease.
4: I feel like I'm dying. You feel like the world's closing in on you. There's nothing you can do.
8: It's like you're trapped in your head. There's no escaping it. You can't leave your body.
7: Don't suffer alone. Make your move against migraine. Visit AmericanMigraineFoundation.org to find help, Learn more and get connected.
9: To buy your home, you became a house hunting ace. Learned about loans, scoured neighborhoods, and asked the right questions. Now you're queen of your castle. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. 401k tips and smart saving strategies you'll feel empowered to own your retirement like you own your home go to aceyourretirement.org because when it comes to clearing financial hurdles you're an ace brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council
2: from the Cheap Seats, Chris Lambert, Brandon Atkins talking to some NFL. The Jets get past Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Cowboys are in a complete, utter tailspin right now. You know, am I the only one that remembers three weeks ago when we had anointed Dallas the NFC champs, put him in the Super Bowl? Dak Prescott. Dude. And, and everybody was singing Dak's praises. Oh, Dak, you know, Dak bet on himself. He gambled on himself. And look how much money he's made. And now he's lost it all. And you've got a complete reboot coming in Dallas as we move through the rest of this season if they don't get it together in short order. Everybody, Jerry's going to clean house. And this is is the most patient guy in the world as it applies to head coaches. But you're about to see an atomic bomb get dropped in Dallas. And did you not –
3: I mean, this is what they've been doing for the last decade. This is exactly what Dallas has done. This is not – you said sky is falling as if – I'm not arguing with you, but I'm just saying it's almost as if it was a surprise. You know what I mean? I'm saying – I'm calling it right now. Dallas ain't making the playoffs. I'm, t- I'm calling it right now. And it's probably easy to say that. But, um, you know, they only have two, I think, winnable games for the rest of the season. They got um, – they're about to play Philly, but then they play Washington the following week. That's a chance to win. And then they play the Giants, who can sneak up on somebody. The rest of them are – they play at New England, Minnesota. You know, the Bills are tough this year. I mean, they're going to not make the
2: playoffs. That's, I mean, that's a little if, extreme. If you look at their schedule. I'm looking at it right now. Tell me what, And, tell and me here's the, the thing is, win. out of the gate, you know, Dallas comes out of this thing 3-0. I don't understand how anybody missed how bad the Giants were going to be. You know, and we pretended that that win meant something when they went out and they trounced the Giants. Then they come back and beat the Redskins, who are vi- – the Redskins blew it this weekend and allowed themselves to beat Miami <laughs> – in a game nobody wanted to win. This is the two of sweepstakes. And then they get past the Dolphins, who legit are the worst team in football. Right. So you're 3-0. and oh, You know you're scoring 30-plus points a week against the worst teams in football. Add Cincinnati into that schedule, and it's the most impossibly bad group of NFL teams you could possibly put up victories against. Then they get a break, and they get the Saints without Breeze, and can't get past them. The Packers, judge, that defense is look, awesome. It, looking back on this, we look and they're like, oh, Packers, you know, 34-24. Dude, the Packers were up like 31-3 yeah, to in that game and put it in cruise control. And the Jets really deserved to blow Dallas out this weekend and almost gack this thing away. But they hold on. The Jets, I'm looking at this team, and I'm like, eh, is it time? You know, they're calling Sam Darnold the Sam Chise. That's the – dude, they're bad right now. They're killing me with these New York nicknames. Right. You know, you got Daniel Jones. What are they calling this dude? Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes and the Sam Chize. Uh, That's like a bad Woody Harrelson buddy movie. So, I mean, Disley, who went down in the first quarter oh, yesterday yeah. – Dismissal. Well, now he's yeah, he's He's been dismissed. He's disengaged. (laughs) I love it. Um, Yeah, Will Disley, who came out of nowhere and became everybody's fantasy darling, um, man, down with an Achilles. I haven't seen an update, but I'm reckoning he's done. I've also heard that
3: he was playing with a sore Achilles. Which, if he didn't learn anything from Kevin Durant, why
2: are you doing? Yeah, but you're Will Disley, man. You don't get to big time it like KD does. You know, if you can go, you're out there in, in in. Seattle, and it's like, hey, man, you know, put some ice on it. Yeah. Rub rub some some dirt dirt on on it. it. Yes, sir. (laughs) Jinx. So, uh, all right. Look at that schedule. Read it off real quick. Tell me what it is. It's bad. It's going to be brutal. you got the the Eagles who have been up and down, um, but you got to think right now the way things are going, the Eagles are going to come in there hungry, and Dallas has got a problem. Yeah. The Giants. They should beat the Giants, but then they have the Vikings, Lions, Patriots, Bills. They're going to lose all four of those games. Chicago, Chicago. Who by that point will probably have worked out how to actually move the ball again. Then you've got the Rams, who will be back. They'll be 25. playing. They'll be playing good football at that point. Um, of course, Todd Gurley will be on IR by then. So who knows. Um, Then they get the Eagles again, and then they close the Redskins. That Redskins game may be to put them into the playoffs. I don't know, though, because they're going to need five wins before they get there, and I don't know where those five wins come from. So do you think Jerry waits to the end of the season, or do you think he starts pulling triggers? You know, Jerry's stuck with, with Jason Garrett all this time. Why not let it ride? Now, for anybody out there that pays any attention to the Cowboys, and I know it's difficult because Cowboy fan is the worst the Cowboys, when you look at this squad up and down, Jason Garrett has been there for what seems like a zillion years. I think I was 10 when he got that job. Right? And it hasn't ever won anything.
6: Right.
2: Now, the question to me is not whether Jason Garrett's going to be back next year. My question is whether Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator, who was anointed the heir apparent, whether he gets the nod. Because when I look at that offense, I'm like, what is Kellen Moore doing With all of this talent, all of these pieces on offense, that would make one think, oh, he's ready to, you know, run the whole show. Right. I don't understand. I didn't see it from Garrett before Garrett got the job. Jerry is a patient guy. Jerry's a hard headed guy. I don't know. I know that Dallas fan right now, Cowboy fan, nonplussed with Kevin Moore calling these plays, and I they're ready to just blow the whole thing up. But I don't know where the next guy comes from.
3: Well, Garrett came in to kind of just be the the mouthpiece. To Tony Romo, right? You know, they were kind of they had a close. Yeah, it was sort of the,
2: the Tony Romo whisperer.
3: But you know, every coach in the league, if you look at you know whether it's McVay or whoever, they have a strength and a weakness and kind of what they bring to the table. Jason Garrett's just kind of there. To well, me. well, like, let he's me just...
2: let me tell you who the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys ought to be. It ought to be Antonio Romo.
3: That would be awesome.
2: If you listen to this guy's analysis, and I know it's easy for the talking heads to sound really smart, this guy is so next level with his analysis where he's like looking at the formation. He's like, watch for this, and there it goes. They line up, and he's like, watch number 12.
3: He's about to scratch his wrist and tie his shoe. And this then dude, everything happens exactly the way he says. It's, and, and it's Tony, kind of uncanny. I was like, "Why? Why were you
2: able to execute when you can clearly see into look, the future?" Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, don't go bashing Tony Romo. Tony Romo. When you look at his statistics and what he was able to do from the quarterback position, but that's what oh. makes it even worse. Well, like, I mean, you look at what was around him. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But I'm telling you right now, Tony Romo would be the wild card in this Dallas head coaching equation that the world ain't ready for. Right. How can you when, you, when you sit back and you watch and listen to Tony Romo, how can you not love this dude? And his commercials are awesome. They're, they're awesome. It's kind of dude. like
3: a Peyton Manning in terms of com, you know, the commercials are
2: awesome. He's except, got that great- that, except that nobody's ever going to say that Peyton Manning's a good-looking dude. True. But even me, I look at Tony Romo and I'm like, is it not enough? This dude was the quarterback of America's team. Yeah. He's a funny guy, you know. He was he was dating Jessica Simpson back before it was cool to date Jessica Simpson, right. and and he's got these dimples. He's got the smile. He's unbelievably well spoken. He's this dude has his world. If you could trade places with Tom Brady or Tony Romo, you'd actually at least have to give that some thought.
3: Nah, it'd be Tony Romo for me, man.
2: Oh, see, looky there.
3: And 10, and, 10, 10 and Tony's 10. got
2: exactly Z, He's got as many Super Bowl rings As I
3: have However, I will say that I don't know what it is, if it's me Or if he's actually loosening up But Tom Brady is starting to become likable I feel like at the end of his career It's kind of like when you, you You get really old and you don't care anymore And so you just say whatever's on your mind Some of his self-recorded after victories, you know, he's like he's bragging about being 4 and 0 with his kids and stuff like that and his dad, I think
2: he's becoming more likable. Am I is that just me or Well, you, you when you get to a certain age, you go one of two directions. Right. And Tony Romo is at an age where I can I can respect what's going on with him because you either start to become the grumpy old dude that's not happy with anything or you're like maybe I don't have to be such a tool all the time. Right. Like a robot. And you loosen up and stop taking yourself seriously. I went that route. People are all the time are like, "Man, you know, you seem like a really likable guy." There are people that don't, but most people are like, "You know, you're easy to get along with." Yeah. And I'm like, I I you know, I don't just spit this out there, but I think back, dude, if they knew me 15 years ago. Oh my gosh, if they knew me I in was my in mid to late 20s. Possible. You couldn't tell me anything. Not a single thing. You couldn't tell me anything. I knew everything. I had it all figured out. I could do anything, and I'd let you know about it. I was hard to be around.
3: I'll tell you, the, the perfect commercial of all time that sums up Tony Romo was that ESPN commercial where Scott Van Pelt is after hours, and, and Tony Romo's drinking with all these women, and Scott Van Pelt kind of <laughs> lingers by the door hoping to be invited, and Tony just kind of goes... All right, see you, Scott. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the kind of guy, and that's how I feel like he is in real life: is that he's a guy that you want to hang out with, dude. I uh, sign me up, man. Sign Plus, me it, up. And it, you said, is it bad that he's a good looking, rich, and knows football?
2: Dude can play golf too. I yes. hate
3: your guts, right?
2: I, hey, he's on my short list of folks I would trade lives with. I, you know, and there's got to be some. What What part of his life is it that's busted that we don't know about? I, I mean, is like, this due to closet alcoholic?
3: I, I'd kind of like to find out. <laughs> Whatever it is.
2: <laughs> yeah, Just so I can feel a little bit better about myself, you know? But yeah, Tony Romo. It, it, I'm gonna put my I'm gonna push all in on this. I want this to happen. I want him to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm I, I, I at one point in my life considered myself a Texan. I went to high school in Austin. I was stationed in the Army at Fort Hood for years and years and years. For years I called Texas home. I have a soft spot for the Cowboys. Cowboy fan nationally has pushed me away from the Cowboys that I used to be a fan of because they're so obnoxious. I would I would go, I would creep back into the tent and they'd have me, because you know, all you gotta do is go into a bar and say Dallas Cowboys and yet everybody in the place is, them is boys, them boys, them boys. So I would sneak back into the tent if Tony Romo were the head coach. Anything else Jerry Jones does is not going to excite me. So sign me up for Tony Romo, new head coach I'm with of you. the Dallas Cowboys. I do think Jason Garrett makes it through the, the season. Only because Jerry is so hard headed, he refuses to say, I got this wrong. Jason Garrett should have been fired five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. You're right. You know they're going to get Tomlin, right? Tomlin, dude, they're about to sign him up to a lifetime contract in Pittsburgh. Tomlin ain't going anywhere. Okay. Tomlin, this is the most impressive job Tomlin's done in his career. I can't believe Pittsburgh is staying afloat right now. With <laughs> Devlin Hodges playing quarterback, pizza guy, yeah, uh, hey man. All right, we're going to talk a little bit of high school football on the other side of the break. Um, Coach Lonnie Cox from Union Pines comes to town this weekend to take on the Lee County Yellow Jackets. I'm excited to see what he's got on, uh, up his sleeve and uh, see what he thinks their chances are. We'll talk about that, and then we've got a segment at ten o'clock that Brandon and I have been gassed about. You don't want to miss for it. a week and a half. I'm excited.
0: Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life. Meet the grads of life.
7: Debt. If you get in too deep, members of the NFCC, the National Foundation for Credit Counseling, can help you put debt in its place.
4: Credit cards took charge of my financial life. A certified credit counselor helped me get
0: back in control.
7: Student loan debt followed me wherever I went. NFCC taught me all I needed to know. Connect with an NFCC-certified credit counselor at your local member agency today. We'll help you put debt in its place. Go to nfcc.org slash debt or call 877-410-6322
4: your home and don't know which realtor to choose well not all realtors are the same i'm crystal copas and i don't just stick a sign in the yard throw it in the mls and hope to collect a commission i provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging photography videography and drone at no cost to you contact me crystal copas with remax real estate service and let's get your house sold 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com
5: We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. (laughs) Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
6: Did you know there is a place right here in downtown Sanford that utilizes fresh, organic, and sustainable foods from our area's vast farming community? It's Cooper's Restaurant and Wine Room, located at 133 South Steel Street in historic downtown Sanford. I'm Executive Chef Brian Moser. Come join us Tuesday through Saturday from 5 to 10 to experience an ever-evolving, locally-sourced menu featuring the area's best farmers, paired with the locally-brewed beers, and some of the world's best wine. Make your reservations now on the Open Table app and follow us on Facebook and Instagram my
7: name is lola silvestri and i'm gonna be 95 this year
8: i was very independent i fell and i had to have meals on wheels america let's do lunch
4: One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Oh,
6: this is beautiful. I don't believe I'm here.
2: Welcome back From the Chief Seats. Crystal Amber, Brandon Atkins, hanging out. You know, I was excited for a lot of different reasons over the weekend. And then, it, you know, it sort of fell flat this morning. We were supposed to have a special new addition right. to, the, to the squad. I can't tip my hand, but we got somebody... It's a whole lot more fun to look at. Well, than she's, us.
3: She's also well trained. Yeah. yeah, I'll try to I'll try to save you from going to that to, to that point you were trying to make just now. But she's also very highly trained, and and it's good to have. There's too many men up in here. You know what I mean? Wait, far too. Way many. too much testosterone. Yes. So
2: yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
3: We'll have a new addition here next couple couple of weeks. All right, we'll see. She just got a new gig, and so she's kind of jumping around at their every whim right now well
2: speaking of new gigs union pines head coach lonnie cox is on the phone coach can you hear me
1: hey chris how you doing man
2: i am awesome man i am awesome as are you i suppose um if if i'd have told you two months ago five and two on october 18th would you have taken that
1: i would have taken it every time you know me chris we uh you know, I'm always going to believe we can win, and uh, you know we, we've been able to we've been able to have some success here this year, and you know that's that's what you that's what you strive for every day.
2: All right, so you guys out of the gate pretty quickly. Conference play open this weekend. For those of you that don't know, um, talk about this past weekend's game, and you guys got past Harnett Central in a barn burner, twenty-seven twenty-four. Talk about what's going on with your program, and then I want to talk a little bit about what you expect to see this weekend.
1: Well, first, I'd like to say how proud uh, how proud I am of our kids. You know, I, I don't know how, how much you follow us this year, but but we've gotten down um, in a few games this year. You know, our, our opening game against Montgomery Central, uh, we got down by a score late, and uh, we marched eighty or so yards down the field and come back and win that game. Um, we were down 26-20 to to 20, uh, to Burlington Cummins at, at one point in the third quarter a couple of weeks ago. We come back in the fourth quarter and win that game. And, and then Friday night at Hornet Central, um, we're down 24-20 to 20, uh, late in that game. And uh, Mick Teixeira, uh, one of our defensive linemen, scoops a fumble. We go score, and, and, and uh, our defense holds strong the rest of the game. And you know, I'm just really proud of our kids, you know, um, we have found a way all year to win, uh, battling a lot of adversity to do so. And, you know, I think every time we we battle adversity and we come out on top, we're, we're gaining more and more confidence.
2: All right. So coming into this season, I know that your plan was to sort of ride Tyreek McCoy. That's your senior tailback. He was banged up for the first month of the season. He's been back for a couple of weeks. In the interim, you've taken – uh, Jacob Oblis talk about this guy's production. You told me the other day this guy led the entire planet in receiving in receptions. Where where's he at right now in terms of of his state ranking? Um, are you up to speed on on whether or not he's still leading the state?
1: In, in terms of yards, he's gone down significantly. Uh, the, the last the last few games, um, he hasn't been quite as productive. But, you know, Chris, I'll say this. You know, we were playing Burlington Cummins, and they literally had three guys on him. They had an outside basket <laughs> him, and our, our tackle had a safety over the top of him and a corner in his face. And, you know, that's okay. You know, Jacob came back to the sideline, and he said, Coach, he said, if they want to put three guys on me, we'll, we'll just keep running the football the whole night. You know, it's always great to have a, have a guy like Jacob Bodalus who, you know, he, he was a great kid first. Uh, got a 4.2 GPA. He does a lot of things in, in his community. Uh, just won the Tom Suter Extra Effort Award. Oh, cool. Uh, but, you know, just as, he's just as humble as he can be. You know, he doesn't care how many catches he gets or, or, or how many yards he gets. He's just come on, Coach. Win. Coach, you, come you know deep, on, man. They're, they're, you know
2: deep down he's like. Yeah, come on, man. You know receivers. As good a kid as he might be. You know receivers. There's no receiver out there. Once they get a taste of success who's like, throw it to me every play, Coach. Come on, Coach. You know I'm open. It doesn't matter. I got six guys. on me. it doesn't matter. Give me the ball. Just give me the ball.
1: Yeah, I, I'm really not. Really not kidding, Chris. He, uh, you know, he's. You have to kind of dig with Jacob to find out the, the extra things he does do. I mean, he, he he doesn't say a whole lot at all. You know, it, a couple of weeks into the season, uh, Coach Black, my offense coordinator, we were, we were joking, and and uh, we said, man, I don't think I've heard Jacob Boble say ten words the whole year. He's he's a quiet kid and and uh, does a lot humbly.
2: If you tried to figure out how to get out, get him some more eligibility and keep him in the program for about ten years.
1: <laughs> well, we got some. Uh, you know, he, we're definitely going to miss him next year. But but we got some. We got some young freshman receivers who we believe uh, have a good, have a very good chance to be good as well. All right. Well, Tyreek McCoy,
2: you've been leaning on him for the last two weeks. He's back. It's like a, a shiny new toy. I know it's been like Christmas for you. You opened him up and and had a good week two weeks ago, but this past weekend, 30 carries, 239 yards, and three touchdowns. Is is there anything he didn't do perfectly this weekend?
1: Well, you know, we've uh, we've transitioned more from a a triple option, uh, two-back type offense to more of a triple option RPO type offense. And, you know, I don't know if you know what I mean by that, but instead of us actually pitching the ball out in space, we're, at, we're throwing the bubble, and against Burlands and Cummins, um, Tyreek only had about 160 yards or so, but but my slot receiver, Archie Chandler, uh, had about 100 yards receiving because they would squeeze down block and and uh, take take Tyreek's dive away, and then they'd send their outside linebacker running straight at my quarterback, and we were able to throw the bubble out there to Archie and get around 100 yards or so. Um, Hornet Central Friday night came in determined that they were not going to allow us uh, to throw the bubble or... Or uh, or or let my quarterback run. So they let Tyreek run for about 204 yards, and, and you know that's that's what you get with our offense.
2: All right, very good. Now you come into town, and I think it's fair to say, with no disrespect intended, that Lee County coming into this season and based on their track record up to this point is seen as the prohibitive favorites to win the Tri County Six. Is that is that a fair statement?
1: Well, I looked at the Simmons ratings this morning, and, and we're 46-point underdogs, and, you know... I, wait, I, wait a minute. Did you just say you're a 46-point dog? According to the Simmons ratings, we are a 46-point underdog, <sighs> according to the Simmons ratings.
3: Hey, Coach, let me ask you a question. Do you have Anson County's phone number on speed dial, trying to figure out what they did that Friday night?
1: <laughs> we actually have the film, because uh, any time you exchange film... Uh, you get the last two and in, in, in uh Anson county was within the last two so we we got that film but I, I tell you what guys um i watched them for the first time um on film this weekend because of course you gotta concentrate more on who you're playing that week but um you know i've been i've been doing this a long time and uh, defensively uh they're as fast as I've ever seen uh their ability to to pursue the football and, and run from side to side to sideline is unbelievable um coach andre jacobs does an unbelievable job with that defense um they're very proactive um they're going to send pressure from somewhere every single play and um you know you almost have to guess at times where the open is going to be because they do send pressure from so many different directions um you know they have they have desmond evans who's an unbelievable player at defensive end and you know in in my in my own sacred opinion you know i I think that deandre dingle prince is is just as good of a football player as he is and when you got both of those guys up front it makes it tough for you
2: well i you know ddp as we as we like to call him on air um you know had you said that pre-season after you know three years of desmond evans having been anointed the number one prospect in the state when you watch that team play, obviously you have to game plan and account for Desmond Evans because on any particular play, he can just single handedly destroy your offense. But down in and down out, DDP is that guy, and he's getting a lot of he's getting a lot of late run. Um, he's going to be playing on Saturdays somewhere. Um, and I would imagine it will be a Division One program. But I, yeah, interesting so. that you showed him some love because it's easy to get lost in the wash, you know, with Desmond Evans because he's 6'7", 240 pounds. Well, the
3: funny thing, that Anson County game, you know, got postponed. And I was at a tennis match, and Coach Jacobs walked by me. He looked like he didn't have a care in the world. He says, we got this. And that was even with Desmond Evans on the sideline. Which is just and the Dingle Prince guy. His name was called. It's like I had dreams about this guy. He's being called out so many, for so many plays yeah. that he he made. But um,
2: so, uh, Coach, when you when you go into a game like this and you look at the rankings and you're like a 46 point dog, it is how do you how do you package that for your kids?
1: Well, you know, I always tell our kids, you know, what's the most important game? The next one, and, and our next game is Blue County, and you know. You know, while I know that we're a 46 point underdog, I'm not necessarily going to lay, lay a crown at Lee County's feet and say, "Hey, you, you can have this game." You know, we're we're going to prepare to win. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a coach. I'm going to quote Coach Perdue here. Coach Perdue says he doesn't practice to lose, and we don't practice to lose either. So, um, we're going to go to practice this week. Um, we're going to we're going to put in some things and uh, try to take advantage of, of some of their mishaps while they don't have many. and uh, we're going to try to give ourselves the best chance to win. You know that—that's that, my job as a head football coach at Union Pines, is to give Union Pines a chance to win. And um, I'm coming to Sanford on Friday night with the intention of winning.
2: So, and and if you if you don't want to answer this because you don't want to tip your hand, I'll understand. But in a matchup like this, you personally are—are are you a guy that incorporates in addition to the things you're trying to do schematically? Are you going to come out of the gate? Trying to manage the clock and limit the number of plays that Lee County is able to get in by holding the ball at offense. Or are you just going to come out and try and turn this into a track meet?
1: Well, you know, I'll, you know, I think I think every coach goes into every game kind of like that. They want to kind of get a feel for how the game may go and then make decisions. But I'll definitely say this: um, Lee County is very explosive on offense, and you have to limit. Uh, the amount of possessions and opportunities that they get to score. Uh, because on any given play, uh, A.J. Boulware or Larry Ballin can, can bust a 60-yard run or they can throw a tunnel screen and, and go score a touchdown. So you, you have to limit their opportunities. Um, they have too many athletes, they're too well coached. Um, but if we can keep the football out of their hands, um, you know we, we want to limit their chances of scoring. But I'll also say this. you know, Lee County is the best football team I've seen on film. In terms of, of being very good in all three phases of the game, um, you know I, I'm watching them on I'm watching Anson County and I'm watching Triton on fourth down. You know Lee County is going to come after your punt at, at any given time. They can block a punt um, and go score. So they're very good in all three phases of the game, and uh, and and we're aware of that. And we're going to control the controllables and and do what we can to try to keep the try to keep the game close.
2: All right. Well, first things first. I'm going to tell you, I got you guys to cover. I think you're going to cover 46. I just checked with my bookie. But I'm in. I'm in. But, but I also think that Lee County has has shown a propensity to look past teams. And uh, I'd love for you to, to, to turn this into a barn burner on Friday night. We'll be there to do play-by-play. Got just a couple minutes left. Other than Tyreek McCoy and Jacob Oblis who should people that attend the game have their eyes on?
1: Well, our, you know our quarterback, Rory Borg. You know he's he's not gotten enough credit the whole year. He's thrown for for over a thousand yards, and and uh, he's been a very deceptive runner um, with, with us with us running our RPO bubble stuff. And you know he he can hurt you at any given time as well. I, I mean, I know people are are giving Jacob Bobles a lot of credit for having all these receiving yards, but he had to have somebody to throw it to him. And, you know, uh, Roy's, Roy's been great for us at quarterback all year, and he's got a tremendous ability to throw the ball as well as run it. And, um, you know, he's, he's the facilitator of our offense and um, does a good job for us.
2: All right, coach. Best of luck on Friday night. I'll be out there, um, and I may reach out to you to get some more inside scoop. The one thing I will tell you you got going for you is that this Lee County defensive front has a tendency to get frustrated when they can't pin their ears back and rush the quarterback. You guys do things in the passing game so quickly that I think you can negate some of that pass rush that Lee County brings. And if you can do that and and uh, get those guys out of their lanes and run the little run the ball a little bit, you guys can move the ball a little bit. I I, I assure you. And I know with your imagination and and uh, those kids buying in, what you're doing down there at Union Pines, I like you. I like you a lot. Well, we uh,
1: you know, that's, that's the goal every game you play want to get your athletes in, in space against their athletes and and uh and, and find out who's going to win and you know i think i think i think in terms of athlete and athlete out in space i, I think we can compete with them it's, it's just going to be a measure of, of uh whether or not we can be able to move the ball against their uh their very good defensive line
2: all right man we appreciate you can we get you back soon
1: absolutely man anytime thanks all right
2: coach, all right, coach lonnie cox Union Pines, first year on the job, and, uh, you know, I, I asked the question, and I meant it, you know, coming in a late hire out there at Union Pines, if you told him he could come out there and, and have this team at 5-2 and two right now, he'd have taken it. I think they're a year ahead of schedule. I know from, from talking to Lonnie the entire offseason, he's excited about the prospect of getting that team into the weight room for an entire offseason and getting through that cycle because that's really, really where you – you know, you make your money. Right. Um, so exciting times down at Union Pines. Union Pines hoping to keep it interesting this weekend. They're 46-point dog. I think we're going to see a Philly special or something <sighs> like that. What do you think? A 46-point dog. A Philly <clears throat> special. Th- I don't know, man.
3: Kind of like that That Anson County onside kick was pretty – surprised them. I think Jackets just want to play a, a straight-up game, and you got to throw a little trickery in there if you're going to try to beat them.
2: Well, you know, the the – Lee County at this point in this part of the, the region, are they're sort of the Patriots, man. They're going to get everybody's best shot. If you've got trick plays up your sleeve, you're probably going to roll them out there. I think if I was the head coach, I would do it a little bit differently, and I'd just play it absolutely straight against Lee County and see how things go. And if I've got some Philly specials or whatever up my sleeve, I'm going to save those for some other games. This, this Lee County team is really, <coughs> oh, really, really good. However, I, I meant what I said. Lee County has shown a propensity to look right past some folks. Right. Um, they they ought not make that mistake against Union Pines. Um, I got I got some breaking news. Man. Yeah, go ahead. Talking about being really good. Did App, Dan Quinn get fired yet?
3: No. App State in at number twenty four in the country Look in out. both major
2: polls. You meet you beat me to that, man. I actually had that fired up, ready to go. Oh, well, App sorry. five and zero oh, out of the gate. We'll talk about that on the other side, and at 10 o'clock, you got to be tuned in. You don't want to miss what's coming. We'll see you on the other side of the break. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats on social media, at Cheap Seat Radio. Check us out.
7: I was tired of my lady. we have been together too long. Hello,
5: it's me, the designer jeans in the back of your closet. What happened to us? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Okay, maybe I never really fit you right, but I got a lot more Sunday fun days left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference.
7: Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council.
9: 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I
6: couldn't speak. I'd walk. One fifty over ninety, and I had a stroke.
0: This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan, or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org.
7: Head to toe, everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. So why do teenagers play high school sports?
6: My reason why is a sense of purpose. My reason why is to inspire others.
4: One reason student-athletes seldom mention is to get an athletic scholarship. They know that only 2% of all high school
5: athletes are awarded a sports scholarship. So why do they play?
8: My reason why is
5: friendship. Tell us your reason using the hashtag MyReasonWhy.
1: This message
7: presented by the NFHS and the North Carolina High School Athletic Association.
6: Did you know there is a place right here in downtown Sanford that utilizes fresh, organic, and sustainable foods from our area's vast farming community? It's Cooper's Restaurant and Wine Room, located at 133 South Steel Street in historic downtown Sanford. I'm Executive Chef Brian Moser. Come join us Tuesday through Saturday from 5 to 10 to experience an ever-evolving, locally-sourced menu featuring the area's best farmers, paired with the locally-brewed beers, and some of the world's best wine. Make your reservations now on the Open Table app and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Damn.
4: Are you ready to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with Remax Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com you
2: welcome back from the chiefs Crystal chris lambert brandon atkins hanging out about to be joined in studio by a ute what's that <laughs> welcome back welcome back to the show brandon <laughs> Well, I mean, I just, I just, we're, we're about, to, about to be joined, uh, theoretically, by a young man who uh, has made quite a name for himself picking college football games. Right. I haven't gone back and checked the tape to see if he picked South Carolina over Georgia. And I I want to hit him up. I'll I'll let him answer that question. But before I do, I want to I want to pimp the radio just a little bit more. We're talking high school football. If you go to wfjwwwgpradio.com, that's WFJ, um, highlights of this weekend's action have been posted up there. Um, all of your Tri-County 6 sports that's where you go. That's the hub and a uh, good stuff going on man a southern lee who started out of the gate like they weren't going to beat anybody and i had people in the community ask me are they going to win a game this year right. um dude they're on a roll they're on an absolute roll and they folded up western harnett this weekend um in a game that western harnett should not have scored a point in uh to move to 4 and 2 and i think everybody was concerned about southern mm-hmm. Having taken two weeks off because they had the game canceled, plus their bye, they came out of the gate looking good. What do you attribute that to? Uh, man, I attribute it to great athletes. I mean, they they just run athlete after athlete after athlete at you. They're not a very big squad. I didn't know if they were going to be able to block up this triple option offense that they're running. They have proved any of the doubters wrong, and they've just got so many different athletes on offense and they use them in a different manner Rodney Ingram um, who uh, coming into the season everybody thought would be the featured back dealing with some injuries is finally back that's just another toy for Ken Neal and that coaching staff to play with over there but Kishon Mays who was forced into starting duty as a tailback um, at the beginning of the season now is he's become a really really solid back Um, a lot of athletes now the Zaxby's coaches show that I do over on television is tonight at seven o'clock, and we will have some special stuff going on with regard to that. How do you focus with all that delicious chicken? Oh, man, it isn't easy and and I, in the breaks, I'm trying to like you know scarf get down it, yeah. a couple of pieces of chicken, scarf it down, make sure I don't have any sauce in my beard. but tonight, Coach Paul B Gay will be at oh, the cool. show a couple of weeks ago. there was a bust enshrined. Or, or presented to Coach Gay by the uh, the 1968 Sanford Central State Championship football team. A couple members of that team and Coach Gay will be on hand to open the show at 7 o'clock at Zaxby's. Come on out. It's going to be a good time. After that, we'll move on. We'll do the show as normal with Coach Ken Neal and Coach Steve Berdu from Southern Lee and Lee County, respectively. And then after the show, I'm excited. Some of you saw the interview that I did with A.J. Bullware in the most recent edition of the rant, um, our our own fair little uh, regional newspaper and website that has really taken off. Gordon Anderson and his guys doing great work over there. Tonight, after the show, I'm going to sit down with um, Thomas Harrington, the, quarter, the, the injured quarterback from the Southern League Cavaliers, who looks like he's going to miss the rest of the season, uh, I'm going to sit down with him and his his father, and there's a lot to talk about, not the least of which is that Thomas will be attending Campbell on a baseball scholarship. He's set to pitch for the Camels. The creek is uh, rising, baby. The creek is rising. Uh, Coach Justin Hare, will have him on the show um, here shortly, but I, I can't think of another Sanford baseball player that's gone down to Campbell, um, certainly not on a full ride. Thomas is a good young man. And uh, has dealt with a lot of adversity since he took over the the reins as the starting quarterback for the Cavaliers um, three years ago, and now his his football career has kind of come to an end. Um, so I'm looking forward to sitting down with that. The transcript of that interview will be in the rant. Um, I'm I'm it's a good about read, it, man.
3: I read it. Yeah. See, look at there. Look at who knew you that. had That's talent. Not me,
2: nor my wife. It just took Gordon Anderson. To, yeah. like, pull it out of you. Yeah, well, the the crazy thing is that, you know, I thought he might take some liberties and, you know, clean it up a little bit. But, no, the uhs and the likes and all that stuff, they're right in the transcript. Oh, nice. So what you're reading is exactly what comes out of my mouth. And I don't know if that's because it's, you know, journalistic integrity or if he's just too lazy to, like, give it any thought. No, he uses it. One way or the other. I'm sure cool. he was
3: he was leaning to the pro side, professional side, whatever he did. You know what I mean? All
2: right. So the news in college football, apart from the fact that App has cracked the top twenty-five, App at five and zero is into the top twenty-five. Wake Forest. Did Did you see any of the Wake Louisville game this weekend?
3: No, I was following. Oh my! I was God.
2: I didn't sit down and really watch it. Well, the following. crazy thing is that Wake, who was getting beat up all day, actually probably should have gotten the onside kick back at the end of the game, down at the 20-yard line with about 40 seconds to go, right. and come back and won that game, um, a really, really bizarre set of circumstances at the end. The uh, the ruling on the field, I think they got it wrong. I think Wake recovered that onside kick, and it should have had a chance to stay unbeaten. But you can't score 59 points in a college football game and get beaten. Louisville, 62-59 with both backup quarterbacks playing by the end of the game. Um, crazy game. Yeah, that one kind of hurt when I saw that they were probably going to lose.
3: That is this, this going to change Wake's season from being a
2: pretty good season to from a special season, you know what I mean? I agree with you 100%. Now, Sage Surratt, who's out there, it's amazing that in a conference where, you know, Clemson trots out four receivers that are all potential first-round picks. Sage Charette's probably the best receiver in the ACC. Um, And Louisville absolutely could not do anything to stop him. Um, Wake's got some talent. And Wake they're going to open you up and they're going to score some points on you. The question is going to be whether or not the defense shows up. This weekend, they did not. Wake out of the top 25 after after debuting. We hope that App is able to hold on to their position in the top 25 a little bit longer. Well, it, seem, it seems like it's smooth sailing, except they go to South Carolina. But, see, that's the good thing. Yeah, that's was, ages from now.
3: I know, but I'm just saying, like – I, at first, I was like, "Oh man, South Carolina!" But that is a good thing because if they win out and have a South Carolina win under their belt, then they're going to have to be reckoned with. Do you think if they if they win out, do they have any chance whatsoever of sniffing the playoff? No,
2: and no, no, not not even a little bit. Okay, not even a little bit. Y- y- okay, so app, they you know they come in at five and zero. And have not really been pushed yet other than the UNC game, uh, which is far and away their best game on the schedule. But they've got Louisiana-Monroe, South Alabama, Georgia-Southern, then they have South Carolina on November 9th. Now you're looking at, you you gotta feel like 8-0 going into South Carolina, on the road, Columbia, gotta. I got to look at the calendar. If there's any way, I may try to get freed up. Have you ever been to Columbia, South Carolina? I have been. Yes. One of my favorite cities in the country, man. And to go down there, if the App is 8-0, I may p- pretend to be a longtime Mountaineer fan. I may even pre- pretend to be an alum. Do that. And make the trip down to Columbia, down to five points. Oh, God. Man, that'll be fun. Then they have Georgia State, Texas State, and Troy. So, I mean, when looking at this schedule, App is going to do some damage the rest of the way unless it it implodes, and I don't have any reason to think it's going to. So kudos, G- go Nears. That's all I got to say. Go Nears. Um, anything else you'd like to add about App? Nah, man, just trying to give them some love, man. Got to support our North Carolina schools here. And it, it's well deserved. Um, who in the world thought South Carolina could get past Georgia on the road? Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Is that's a quality win for South
3: Carolina. If App knocks them out, do I really think, when I was asking the question, I was just trying to get something out of you. Can they make the playoffs? That's what I'm saying is that how far can they get? I mean, in terms of the rankings, if they win out. Uh, Because Carolina's going to probably continue to win games. 12 to 15.
2: 12 to 15. That's, That's their ceiling.
7: Okay.
2: I mean, when you look at what UCF was able to do going undefeated, UCF... You didn't have to reach very far to look at quality wins. You know, they, they there just isn't enough quality on that schedule. They can run the table, and I think twelve is probably their their ceiling. Um, strange things could happen, though. But when you look at these Power Five teams, a, a one loss Power Five team, their app is not going to be above that. And part of it's the eye test. Part of it is the you know the sort of um, uh, bias against these small conferences. I, yeah, I just don't see it. I don't either, Sorry. but it's fun to talk about. It, it is fun to talk about. And, you know, if they go undefeated and they they creep toward the end of this whole thing, um, we're going to be trying to find ways to justify the Sunbelt Conference being better than it is and, and gassing them up. I'm all for it. That's what makes college football fun. But Georgia, man, Georgia, you can't lose that game to South Carolina. No, nah. and I to admit, because I always admit when I'm right, so, I had to admit, I had Georgia winning it all this year. And Did you just say that you always admit when you're right? Well, I tried to admit when I'm right. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, you, you pay special attention to the emphasis placed on well, you being that, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. The, the, don't get what, I'm twist. trying to make
3: up. I'm trying to make
2: up and say, hey, look, I was wrong on Georgia. So, Georgia drops all the way to 10 in the rankings, and and deservedly so they're going to have a chance to get back into the mix because they play in the SEC and everybody loves the SEC. My question right now though is looking at this thing, you know, who would have thought just a couple of months ago that they would be so far down the pecking order in the SEC. Right now they're ranked behind Alabama, LSU, um Florida, a one-loss Florida team. Now Auburn, let, let, let's not get this twisted. The rankings, these these voters are so fickle. You're looking at Florida, and uh, let's make sure people understand. This is a one-loss Florida team. Yeah, they beat Auburn. Great. Auburn's not world beaters. They're overranked every single season. But you're looking at a team that has beat Kentucky. They beat the University of Tennessee, Martin. They beat Towson. Come on, man. How is Florida, when you look at what both squads do, how is Florida ranked higher than Georgia? I agree. man. I mean, you, you bounce LSU up to number two in the polls, which is a knee-jerk reaction. Let, let me explain something to you. LSU is a nice squad. They're a really, really good squad. They're one of the best team, ten teams in the country, legit. Probably one of the best five teams. D- does it- LSU being ranked higher than Clemson right now is just trying too hard.
3: Doesn't Coach Orgeron sound like a friendly monster? Coach
2: Orgeron, I, I, I'm very well acquainted with Ed Orgeron. Ed Orgeron doesn't have anything to do with a, uh, X's and O's. Nothing to do with scheme. Ed Orgeron, though, and that crazy, that nice monster voice that you're talking about, <laughs> sitting at the kitchen table with these recruits, there is nobody better. Ed is going to continue to put talent on the field at LSU indefinitely. He is one of the best recruiters we've seen in the last 20 or 30 years. You want to look at the success of USC and Pete Carroll? Ed Orgeron was the recruiting director. Don't sleep on Ed and his ability to compile talent. Now, Joe Burrow playing quarterback ought to be the favorite amongst the quarterbacks for the Heisman Trophy. And we'll get to that later on. But we got to get into a break, and then we got to add a mic in here in the studio. I just saw, I'm him. So fired I just up, saw I him come stand. in. I just saw him coming in. It's time. You about to get some knowledge dropped on you pin. right now. Pins and pads. You're listening Ready. to the From the Cheap Seats. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. See you on the other side.
0: WFJA 105.5, Sanford, Pinehurst, Southern Pines. Joel Klein catches a 7 o'clock train after his evening CPR class at the American Red Cross. Ron Garrett is on the same train. He's had a rough day and doesn't feel like himself. Until he feels the sudden tightness in his chest, Ron never thought he'd actually have a heart attack. Until Joel is administering CPR... He never thought he'd actually save a life. When you train with the Red Cross, you change a life.
6: Starting with your own.
0: Call 1-800-RED-CROSS or visit redcross.org to learn about life-changing opportunities in your area.
6: Did you know there is a place right here in downtown Sanford that utilizes fresh, organic, and sustainable foods from our area's vast farming community? It's Cooper's Restaurant and Wine Room, located at 133 South Steel Street in historic downtown Sanford. I'm Executive Chef Brian Moser. Come join us Tuesday through Saturday from 5 to 10 to experience an ever-evolving, locally-sourced menu featuring the area's best farmers, paired with the locally-brewed beers, and some of the world's best wine. Make your reservations now on the Open Table app and follow us on Facebook and Instagram
7: them. Tweens have mastered the art of tuning out. Jen, there's a spider in the car. We're turning your room into a home gym. See? Nothing. But some messages need to get through. Like making sure they're buckled up the whole ride every time. Do whatever it takes to make your child listen. Jen, I friended your boyfriend. Wait, what? Buckle up,
0: sweetie. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
7: Check her out. Oh, man. I
0: like that. When young men turn 18, they think they know a lot about the facts of life. But there are a few more facts they need to know. Fact, you have to register with Selective Service when you turn 18. It's the law. Fact. Registration keeps you eligible for government jobs and student loans. Fact. It's easy to register. Just visit sss.gov or any post office. Register with Selective Service when you turn 18. It's the law, and that's a fact.
9: We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We invest in the latest technology.
0: We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds.
8: This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there.
2: We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans.
4: Are you ready to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with Remax Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com
2: we are there day
3: one with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime we are
2: there as you grow protecting you and those you love and we are there as you start your next chapter we are with you through life's journey we are social security securing today and tomorrow get
0: to know us at socialsecurity.gov
8: Produced at U.S. Taxpayers. Adopt respects. U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting.
0: You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you? A. It's spiritual.
8: Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within.
5: Always practice simple safety steps to prevent tragedies, fence all pools, teach kids to swim, and always watch them around water. No horseplay. Simple steps save lives. To learn new life-saving steps, visit PoolSafely.gov. A public service message from the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission.
2: Welcome back to From the Chiefs East. Chris Lambert, Brandon Atkins, joined in studio by Finley Benton. Finley You, you have become like a celebrity here regionally with your, your college picks. And, you know, for all the gamblers that are out there, um, I, I feel like we need to throw in some sort of disclaimer or e- either that or a gambling PSA. No, hold on. PSA. You know, these people out here think they have people
3: in the desert, Vegas. We got... Finley Benton, right here, making all the picks, making people money if they if they gamble.
2: So we've been we've been wondering if if we could do this regularly, and I guess it depends on how well this goes. But I'm thinking that my my nickname for this segment is Fin at Ten. Well, I had a conversation with Finley outside, and he
7: s-
3: said it's Finley. So if you're going to name anything, you start with Finley. So you're going to have to come up with something else. Oh.
0: We'll have to work on he that. He says
3: "Not even in his clothes. You know, Finley, we're about to let you loose on the picks, but you know we've had Phil Ford, Chucky Brown, Chris Cortiani, Ala Abdel on this show, Jones Angel, who you know pretty well. Yeah. They can't hold
2: a candle to you, bro. I'm excited for this segment. Now, before the picks, man, I've been told that you have a smoke machine at your house. Is that correct?
8: That's true, yeah. What, 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 what,
2: what is the use of the smoke machine? What do you use it for?
8: I don't know why but I just asked for it for Christmas once and I got it and I've been using it for so many reasons
2: so you use it though the thing that you're known for is doing the the dances of the Tar Heel players coming out on the basketball court is that correct
8: yes that that's is correct dope.
2: how do I dude how do I sell my wife on let me get a smoke machine for my living room <laughs> just have Finley talk to her <laughs> yeah. I, I got this well we'll see how the picks go now before you get started you know, my Ohio State Buckeyes are playing off schedule. They were off this weekend and get passed by LSU. I don't understand how that works since Ohio State's just come out and, and mollywopped everybody on the schedule so far. But they've got Northwestern on Friday. Any chance Ohio State gets pushed by the Wildcats, or is Ohio State just going to roll?
8: Ohio State's just going to roll. I mean, I'm. That's gonna... what I'm talking about, dog. I mean. I'm not a big fan of Ohio State. <laughs> you, it's time for you to go. They are better than Northwestern,
2: though. Well, yeah. Okay. That's like every year ever in the history of football. Yeah, Ohio State's better than Northwestern. You're going to have to bring a little bit more heat than that, man.
8: Yeah, they're better than a lot of
2: teams <laughs> this year. All right. So what's your what's your what's your first first pick? What do you got?
8: Uh, Ohio State
2: wins. Okay, Ohio. So you got Ohio State over Northwestern. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, you know, I'm gonna keep you. I'm gonna keep your record here, mm-hmm. and we gotta, we gotta figure out how you go. I'm gonna go ahead and give you that one.
3: He said he went nine and three last week.
2: Nine and three, that's and that's what. Now is that with the spread or or without? Uh, without. Without. Okay. All right.
8: All
2: right hey, nine don't get and three greedy. Not, no. 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 He, nine and three is impressive, to, dude. You
3: have to pay for the spreads. You don't get the spreads for free. You get to pick him. dude. We got to set him up a one
2: eight hundred number, man. And <laughs> there's there's some money to be made here. But well, what you got next, man? Uh, how
8: about Clemson versus
2: Louisville? Oh, uh, this Ooh. is a tough one.
8: Uh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Clemson's gonna destroy Louisville.
2: All right, so if you were if you were handicapping this game, how many points would you give? Uh, w- would you give Louisville three? Three. Yeah. Okay. So you think, you think it might be, closed, be tighter than t- tighter than otherwise? Were they you weren't impressed off? by the sixty-two that they put on Wake Forest this weekend.
8: Uh, I'm a little bit impressed. I mean, Wake Forest was a top twenty-five team. Yes. Uh, but.
3: Well, I just I did just talk to your father, and he says it was karma because we were supposed to have a second. The Tar Heels were supposed to have a second on the clock, so he feels like it's karma. I don't think ah. he's bitter at all.
8: It is. It is karma. <laughs>
2: All right. So, did you have the? Did you have Wake Forest being upset this week? Did you pick that one right?
8: Uh, no. I had Wake Forest. Oh, so in. that was
2: one of your that was one of your three L's this weekend. Okay. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was Georgia. Georgia, which now. everybody lost. Yeah. Yeah. No. No shame in that. That was Nobody. just
8: a fluke in the system.
2: It it absolutely was a fluke, um, and it's been a very very costly fluke for Georgia. All right. Second pick. Who you got? I guess this is the third. Actually, third you pick. took Ohio State.
8: West Virginia versus Oklahoma.
2: All right. You going to shock the world and take the upset here?
8: Absolutely not. All right. Oklahoma's just playing way too well to pick against them.
2: All right. So, Jalen Hurts, the quarterback at, at Oklahoma, um, did you see any of the ball game with Texas this weekend?
8: He He's just insane. He's going to win the Heisman. That's three in a row for Oklahoma.
2: Oh, you think so? You, you're going Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, back-to-back-to-back. Yes. To back to back. Yeah. Okay, oh man, I don't know, dude. I, I like Joe Burrow. I like Jonathan Taylor. And I think that the voters are going to hold it against Oklahoma at some point and mm-hmm. say, ah, it's just the system. But Jalen Hurts is a, uh, yeah, when you were like two years old, Jalen Hurts uh, won a national championship at Alabama as a starter. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jalen Hurts, I love the story out there. Uh, the thing that, that um, the other thing that you may not know, y- you know, they call the game the Red River Showdown now. Which I don't agree with.
8: You
2: don't agree with? It's a rivalry. There uh, you go. Oh, well, here's the thing. Is that back when, uh, well, up until about five years ago, it was called the Red River Shootout. But now in the oh, interest of political great. correctness, we've changed it, and they call it the Red, Red River Showdown or Red River Rivalry Game. Red River Rivalry. That's that's, that's hard, hard to on say. the mouth. But, uh, yeah, I miss the old Red River Shootout. But, anyway. All right, so we've got Ohio State over Northwestern.
8: Clemson over Louisville.
2: Clemson over Louisville. And
8: then um, Oklahoma over West Virginia. All
2: right, and what do you got next?
8: Florida versus, I mean, no, no. Wisconsin versus Illinois.
2: This is a softball, man.
8: True.
2: All right, so Wisconsin gets gets past Illinois. No problems, right?
8: No problems. All right,
2: got it. I'm, I'm with you 100% so far.
8: Next um one is Florida versus South Carolina.
2: Is South Carolina going to keep the magic going? No. No chance. Gator's rock and roll. Uh-huh.
8: Um, that game this past week was just it wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just a fluke.
8: Yep, it was
0: a fluke.
2: And, and so Florida, you think they bounce back strong after after dropping a game to LSU. Florida's got no problems here.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right, um, I'm with that at 100 percent as well. Uh,
8: next is Auburn versus Arkansas. All right, uh, Auburn just rolls on. War
2: Eagle, okay, mm-hmm. all right.
8: It's just like Auburn did lose to Florida; they got manhandled by them, but they're still an insane team. Okay, well, they mean teams like Oregon.
3: Yeah, you can't give a lot of strength to the Pac-12 wins. Yeah, you know, we're, we're, you,
2: we're we're Pac-12 haters here. Yeah, although Arizona State is trying to you know crash the party out Her. here. Yeah, her, man. That's the guy. And, you know, Marvin Lewis. Yeah, we'll talk about that, too. Mm-hmm. All right, next up. Um,
8: Oregon versus Washington.
2: That's a tough one.
8: I still got Oregon.
2: You got Oregon? Mm-hmm. All right, Justin Herbert, who may or may not be the number one quarterback taken in this draft.
8: Yeah.
2: All right, so you like Oregon. Now
3: you're allowed to stay up at 3 a.m. and actually watch
2: that game? No. What time is that kick?
8: <laughs> <laughs> Why do they, like – I never watch West Coast games
2: nobody else does <laughs> yeah you're not alone in that actually that's a reasonable start time that's a 330 East oh kick. nice okay so that's a noon game out there on the west coast uh, 330 Oregon travels to Corvallis to take on the huskies um, I'm I'm I, you know what I'm actually gonna tune in there I want to see Justin Herbert play a legit ball club. Yeah. You know, this guy is in the conversation with Tua as as the possible first quarterback taken. And uh you know, I have a, a particular rooting interest there because it may well be the Cincinnati Bengals that are taking one of those two quarterbacks. So no, we'll see. Nice. All right, next up, what do you got?
8: Well, hold on. But um about that Oregon versus Washington game, I'm not gonna watch it because they're just way more better games to watch.
2: What? All right, so up against that, let's take a peek real quick. Now you've got at the man, that three thirty slot is loaded. Loaded. So looking at the games, what game will you be watching? What game is must-see TV for you this oh, weekend? Oh,
8: North Carolina, Virginia Tech. Okay, sure. and who
2: do you have in that game?
8: Oh, North Carolina all the way.
2: I think there's a little homerism going on here.
3: Why do you think they're going to beat Virginia Tech?
8: Because I'm a North Carolina fan.
2: <laughs> in Ohio. Honesty. No journalistic integrity. I appreciate, I, love it. I appreciate it. North Carolina on the road at Virginia Tech. This is this is as, as important a game as... North Carolina's played this year so far. Is that is that fair to say? No. I think it'll be a it'll be the tipping point of what how their season goes. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean when you look at the schedule, uh North Carolina, you know, they come in at 3 and 3. Um man, this gets them back over 500 if they win the rest of the schedule. You know, there's a gimme in there when they play Mercer. Pitts a game that they ought to win. Oh, man, if they drop this to Virginia Tech, finding a couple more wins and the rest of that schedule's rough, they they really kind of have to get this thing done. Is, is that a fair assessment, Brandon? Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I mean,
3: they should have been 3-3 three and on three the season. They just lost the games that we didn't think they were going to lose. Actually, you and I called it, but um, they're probably right where they should be right now. Now, do you break out, Finley, do you break out the smoke machine for Virginia Tech?
8: Yes. Oh, okay,
3: cool, 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 cool. Can we get video of that?
8: Uh, yes. So I will video that. <laughs> so who
3: do you emulate your dance moves? Is it I know it is Danny Green, right?
8: Yeah.
3: Is Danny Who's your favorite all-time football, basketball player in Carolina?
8: Um That's a tough one. I mean, there are a lot.
2: So nobody just jumps out at you, but I I have one I have one question. Mm-hmm. And everybody that comes We're through these Theo doors. probably Theo Pinson. Oh, oh, all right. Theo that's Pinson a is a very underrated North Carolina Tar Heel. I like that. So my my question to you and and you know, we have to ask this of everybody that comes through the door, but who's the better all-time player, Jordan or LeBron? Oh, Jordan. <laughs> you can come back anytime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, any other picks you got for us? Um
8: How about Kentucky versus Georgia?
2: Kentucky Georgia I think I know which way you're going on this one.
8: Yeah, Georgia. You think
2: Georgia gets back? Georgia's gone. Man, this is a tough time for UK to to play Georgia. Georgia is going to be hunting for bear. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I've yet
3: to, I've yet to hear a, a upset. You got any upsets over there? Come on, we got to make these people money out here listening <laughs> to us. So
2: yeah, the gamblers are waiting. I let here here's here's one. Here's a tough one. Arizona State and our guy Herm Edwards. Travels to Utah, who is the, you know, the prohibitive favorite to win the Pac-12 this year. They stubbed their toe. Arizona State comes in at 17. Utah at 13. Utah's at home. That USC loss is out there and ruined Utah's shot at a perfect season. But they still, this is sort of the de facto championship of the Pac-12 at this point, I feel like. Um, who do you have? Arizona State or Utah?
8: I got to go with Utah. I You're mean, going with
2: Utah, taking taking the home team. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to tell you, I, I got, I'll, I'll bet you sold on that game, man. I got Arizona State. Herm Edwards is going to get it done. He's going to play to win the game. He's going to play to win the game. You don't know anything about that, do you? That's all right. We'll cheer you up. All right. Any other? Any last picks? Um, how about Penn State
8: and Michigan, where college game day is going to be? Yes, Penn
2: State, Michigan. I can't wait for this one. Who you got?
8: I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to go with Michigan. Okay? All
2: right. You know, oh, you keep him. you keep going up in Chris, my eyes in terms of, of stature, and then you tear yourself back down. <laughs> you, Penn State's going to roll Michigan. Michigan can't score points against decent defenses. Chris, sure. what, what, what you, you, don't, you, you don't have your own segment called Chris's Picks. That's a This fact, is Finley's Picks. So I know. It would be a whole lot cooler if Mich- I did.
3: Michigan's going to win.
2: So, oh, man. Oh, what we got? Finley's Football oh, we found- Foresight. We we come up with a name for the I show like now. That. I like alliteration, <laughs> I like man. That. I liked it. Finley's Football Foresight. All right. So, oh man, you ruined my day with this whole Michigan Penn <laughs> State thing. I can't take it. I got I, you know, I think I, I honestly believe Jim Harbaugh is going to find a way to get the wolverines past penn state and it just messes the big 10 up a little bit more but it's looking more and more like ohio state and wisconsin are, are sort of in a collision course um all right so i'll buy what you're selling man i'll buy what you're selling so these picks that you do how often do you to do you make these picks and put them out there for the world to see
8: um every week I every
2: mean, single week and I mean, how long you've been doing
8: it this is our third this is my gonna be my fourth week
2: all right, I'm doing it. and you put these out there on Facebook. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. I understand you've got uh, quite a following. Yeah. How many? How many? How many likes can you count on when you put your picks up out there for the world? I have no clue. No, you, you don't even check. You but just I'm fire fine. and forget, huh?
3: You just know. I like you just that. know that people are just. Yeah. Hang on every word. <laughs> so I think I know the answer to this question, Finley. But where do you see your career going? Like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Well, kind of re- thing.
8: The reason why I've started doing these picks is because my dream is to actually be on ESPN. Okay. Be like Lee Corso.
2: Oh, nice. Oh, okay. I ran into Lee Corso in an airport one time, man, and uh, tried to talk football with him, and he was just like, I, I don't, Dude. <laughs> get away from me. I did, and at the time, uh, uh, I think that was right after... Yeah, I, you know what? It was right after the draft and uh, Donovan McNabb or Tim Couch, Donovan McNabb and Achilles Smith had been taken at the top of the draft and I was asking about those three guys and he's like, I don't do pro football. I don't know.
9: And I was like, what do you mean
2: you do? He's like, I just, just don't go do it. Away. And I got the feeling talking to him that a lot of the stuff that he comes up with is not his own. That is, you know, you it's you. the stat guys and everybody else putting it together because he was like completely ill-equipped. Either that or he was just like, dude, I just want to, you know, catch this airplane. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I bothered him for about, I don't know, five minutes, ten minutes maybe. And, uh, yeah, he wasn't having it.
3: So, Finley, I have an important question. So, when you are running ESPN, are you going to re- remember the small guys like me and Chris? Yes, yeah,
8: this is like my big push.
3: All right, this cool. This is what's starting it off? Yes, yeah, so this, right. this, this is the what's starting
8: it all.
2: Well, when we catapult your career into the, the you know, the ESPN stratosphere, all I want is to like make an app- I you know what I need from ESPN is I need a job at ESPN that pays me a whole lot of money for not very much work <laughs> and sends me to see games at really cool locations. Yeah. So, you know, I should be at the Penn State Michigan game this weekend. I shouldn't have to do any work associated with it. I should just show up, get paid, and then enjoy the game. Does that sound that sound reasonable? Yeah. I All
8: have right. one more game to talk oh, about. Oh
2: please, please, please do.
8: Or I have two more. Uh, first one is just Tennessee versus Alabama. Tennessee, when, Alabama. When you have a powerhouse like Alabama going up against like that little school Tennessee who hasn't Ooh, been doing very well this shots year. Shots fired. Uh, Alabama's going to
2: He just laced Tennessee, that little tiny school. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they Tennessee fans are just—they just, just turn the radio off right there. <laughs> Tennessee, so that you know, the University of Tennessee, you can't tell anybody in and around Knoxville, Tennessee, that they are not a football powerhouse, that they're not one of the biggest programs in the country, and they never win anything. They're still hanging on to the Peyton Manning, T. Martin era back when with Phil Fulmer. I agree with you. Tennessee Finley, doesn't stand a chance. I Finley, like that.
3: Finley. Dave Dorn at NC State turned Tennessee
2: down. That's embarrassing, right? That's yeah. Yeah, right. They'll never forgive that. All right, and you said you had one last game?
8: Yeah, and that's Boise State versus BYU. And I have some numbers from Boise State. So, Boise State, 223 wins, 44 losses, zero losing seasons, 18 bowl appearances over the last 20 years.
2: That's sick. Wow. That's, That's the it. opposite of Tennessee. Yeah, rough.
8: <laughs> <laughs> it is.
2: So you got Boise State rolling past BYU. Yeah. See, back when back when I was your age, BYU was that program that Boise State is now.
8: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, BY remember when BYU they had quarterback Steve McMahon, uh, or Jim McMahon, Steve Young. They just cycled right through there. BYU was really impressive, and it's been a million years since BYU was any good. I don't know. Maybe it's because they have to send their players out on missions. I don't know how it works. Anyway, Finley. Finley's Football Foresight. This has been so much fun, man. Can we get you to come back and do this some other time?
8: Oh, yeah. All right. For sure.
2: Very cool. I'm looking forward to that. I am Chris. That's Brandon. This is Finley. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Thanks again. This has been amazing.
7: from the American Migraine Foundation.
4: It's an absolute nightmare.
1: There's pain that does not stop.
7: I feel trapped by migraine. Migraine is a disabling disease.
4: I feel like I'm dying. You feel like
7: the world's closing in on
4: you. There's nothing you can do.
8: It's like you're trapped in your head. There's no escaping it. You can't leave your body.
7: Don't suffer alone. Make your move against migraine. Visit AmericanMigraineFoundation.org to find help, learn more, and get
6: connected. Did you know there is a place right here in downtown Sanford that utilizes fresh, organic, and sustainable foods from our area's vast farming community? It's Cooper's Restaurant and Wine Room, located at 133 South Steel Street in historic downtown Sanford. I'm Executive Chef Brian Moser. Come join us Tuesday through Saturday from 5 to 10 to experience an ever-evolving, locally-sourced menu featuring the area's best farmers, paired with the locally-brewed beers, and some of the world's best wine. Make your reservations now on the table app and follow us on Facebook and Instagram.
9: to buy your home you became a house hunting ace learned about loans scoured neighborhoods and asked the right questions now you're queen of your castle if you manage that you can get your retirement plan on track Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll feel empowered to own your retirement like you own your home. Go to aceyourretirement.org. Because when it comes to clearing financial hurdles, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
8: Are you
4: ready? sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose well not all realtors are the same i'm crystal copas and i don't just stick a sign in the yard throw it in the mls and hope to collect a commission i provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging photography videography and drone at no cost to you contact me crystal copas with remax real estate service and let's get your house sold 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com.
0: Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life.
2: Back from the chief seats. That was fun, man. That was fun. Finley Benton. That's a cool name. Fin- it is a cool name. Finley's football foresight. Our ratings just spiked. Dude, I think they probably did. So, Finley Benton, that's a name where you can go be on ESPN. Yeah, it's a good You don't even have to, like, come up with a stage name. Yeah. And you know as he gets older, his name is going to shorten to Finn. There's no doubt in my mind. He may not like it now, but I can feel it coming. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you love your name to be Finn, or even Finley? I mean, that's just cool. It is a cool name, Finley. He Adams. um,
3: I'll tell you for real though. I called him Finn, and I said, "Well, hold up, is it Finn or Finley?" And he gave me a a firm handshake, and he says, "It's Finley." I like that. He came right at me saying, "Call me by my real name."
2: I like that, yeah, dude. I like it. I like yeah, it. I
3: think if I ever made it to the ESPN level, if this show gets, you know. Adopted by ESPN. I think I'd have to change my name.
2: You just no, no. You don't need to change it. You just need to shorten it. Because Brand would be cool. Really? Yeah, Bran Atkins makes me BC. You know, I've I've often considered that going to initials, but my last name just isn't one that's conducive to initials. You know, CJ DeLambert. DeLambert's a mouthful. You don't. It's already like enough. But I like the move toward. The non traditional initials that we're seeing, like DK Metcalf. DK, right. who sees that coming? You know what I mean? And you wonder about that. You're like, well, what could that possibly stand for? I don't have any idea. And it could be something main, mundane like Daniel Kevin. I but I with, have a feeling it's not.
3: I think I would come out with something like Haha Brandon Atkins.
2: How are you feeling about that? No, you can't have a name like Haha unless you've been Haha your whole life. Oh, okay. And that that I think that's a rule. And if it's not, it should be. It, what is DK Metcalf's name? Oh shoot, I don't know. Uh, but figure out something to talk about while I look this well, up cause I, I got
3: I really want to talk about how interesting it's going to be when Cam Newton if he ever gets healthy. If he's if he not his doctors cuz his doctors have been wrong about him being healthy the entire time. But when he knows
2: in his soul that he is right, how are the Panthers going to change? Uh, they're they're not. Kyle Allen at this point. Thank you for Roy Costin dropping knowledge um the first quarterback in NFL history to go 5 and 0 in his first 5 starts without throwing a pick you the Kyle it, the Kyle Allen era in Carolina is just getting underway cam is done i don't know where cam is going to play moving forward did but it's think- not going to be as a starting quarterback in carolina unless something happens to kyle allen he is that guy you know we kind of laugh at these games across the pond right so did you watch any of this game cuz i did um, I watch the free kick before halftime, which nobody ever sees. And football nerds like me think about all the time. You know, at the end of the half or the end of the game, hey, fair catch it and get that free kick. And this, there hasn't been a free kick. You know which one I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. You know there hasn't been one of those made since '76 in the NFL. Now, every knowledge. few years, somebody will attempt one, and it's a Bill Belichick, one of these football savants, that pulls that out of the rule book. But, yeah, there hasn't been one hit in, what, 43 years? That's a long time. Man, that just made me feel old, bro. So, DK Metcalf's name is DeKalen Zacarias. Yeah, that's too much to say. Yeah, DK. I like that. Um,
3: but, yeah, so it's going to be – I also thought – you know how when teams travel, they can take in one extra player that that they think they might need, but I thought it was odd, and maybe not because it's across the pond, but I thought that it's odd that Cam Newton's not with the team. I mean, he has been, and I guess maybe still is, the face of the squad, but... Is what, he what, really, what do, you, what do you think? About, well, I mean, maybe Luke Keekley's taking that oh, from I was going to say, him. I think
2: Keekley's sort of taking that mantle.
3: But, I mean, when, I think when you talk about Panthers, people automatically think about Cam Newton is what I'm trying to say. And they don't even have him on the sideline. I mean, ugh. sometimes when you have a leader that could potentially come back and be your leader, not to make the trip is a little surprising to me.
2: Um, nothing that Cam Newton does or doesn't do surprises me at this point. I, I think that Cam Newton theoretically – is a strong leader. I'm not sure that I would characterize his presence in the locker room as one of a leader, but he definitely is the center of gravity, which is why they cannot keep him in the building if Kyle Allen's going to be the guy. Well, Kyle Allen is a fearless, arrogant fella. Let's get that. Let's get that straight. This is not a meek, mild dude. When you hear his discussions about how things went down with Kyler Murray, when they were vying for the same gig, Kyle Allen is full of self confidence. Kyle Allen fancies himself as a starting quarterback in the NFL and nothing he's done up to this point should indicate that he's not gonna be. But you cannot keep Cam around if it's gonna be Kyle Allen's team. And when you read the quotes from the other Carolina players, they tell the tale. You know, they're like, Of course, this dude's doing it. You know, that's what we do is we just ball. You've got you to gotta let Kyle Allen be the man. Um, I think this team is playing with an energy level we haven't seen in a very long time with Cam at the helm. And when you look at the economics of the NFL, when it all comes down, it's a business. And Kyle Allen, for the short term, is a very, very, very cheap starting quarterback now at some point they're going to have to redo a deal do something with him but he's not going to be in that 25 to 30 million dollar stratosphere right so you've got all that other money to do other things with your football club and you know they've got a they're you know over the next couple of years if Christian McCaffrey keeps going like he's going he's going to be one of those highly paid guys they've got other things they can do in free agency and the rest of that you're you're given flexibility if you've got your quarterback on a cheap deal that other teams don't have. I think Carolina should enjoy that. But no, I think Cam is done. And I'm not a Cam hater, but well, I think Cam is done.
3: I think what we've seen is more of an indictment on Cam Newton, even worse than I thought it was, because remember at the start of the season I said, where is he ranked? You said something like twentieth. I said I you could take anybody from fifth you know, five quarterbacks either way, whether it be number fifteen or number twenty five, and this team would operate better. And that's exactly what's happened with Kyle Island. And to to be fair, the the Panthers' defense have gotten a lot better, and they're just clicking on all cylinders. And the energy that he brings with the receivers, like Samuels, knows that this guy can actually get him the ball if he runs this long route. Yeah, and it just totally changes the the whole the whole thing. But I'm with you. I I do not see him coming back. I think that uh, Cam Newton coming back. I think that'll be an interesting story. Do you
2: see him going anywhere else, or do you think he's done? No, I think, you know, Cam's going to be somewhere if he wants to be. But the problem that you have with Cam is that wherever he goes, he is going to insist and has the type of moxie, the type of personality where he is going to be the center of gravity. So you can't bring him somewhere to be a high priced backup.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can't see him as a backup. So I don't see where I mean, I, where is it so bad Miami?
2: Miami maybe? No, because Miami is out there trying to get Tua or Her- Herbert. I mean, they're they're all in. Unless Miami wants to oh, bring him in for a year while they go, you know, <laughs> push it one more year down the road in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. I just I, I figured it out. It's the Redskins. Um no, the no, the Redskins have got to be all in at this point on Dwayne Haskins. They've got, they've got to be they've got there and that's the problem when you look across this and people tell me all the time they're like, well you know somebody would give up something and trade for Andy Dalton. No because when you look team by team throughout the NFL, almost every franchise has either their quarterback that is their franchise guy who's being paid like that or they have the guy that they believe is the franchise quarterback. There aren't a whole lot of teams that are in quarterback purgatory. One of them may have made themselves known this this past weekend in Tennessee. Marcus Mariota moved to the bench. Ryan Tannehill installed. That's the type situation where you look at it and you're like, well, maybe that's a squad. You want to find a spot with somebody that might be willing to take a flyer on Cam Newton next year? Tampa Bay. Mm. Now, there's a couple things at play here. One, Bruce Arians feels like he can get anybody to play for him.
3: Bruce Arians did not look like look right with a regular baseball cap on. Yesterday. No, no, no. He no, no, needs no, no, to no. go right back to right the Kango. Right back to the Kango. But see, you know, one, one point I was trying to make, I don't want to take you off of Tampa Bay, that sounds interesting, but you know, with the NFL teams, I was just about to think, think there's no shortage of good quarterbacks coming into the league and i attribute it to the fact that nfl has copied college offenses so they transition so much better i'm not saying
2: the talent's better no no no. you're absolutely right is that the big thing is now what has been going on in college for the last 10 or 12 years with these air raid spread them out offenses and those type principles nfl teams are like yeah that's that we can do that the other piece of that is is these quarterbacks are becoming more and more mobile so these quarterbacks that may not be able to sling the ball around the field like you know quarterbacks in days gone by, these dual threat guys seem to be easier and easier to find. And in every class, we're looking, and there's a couple out there. And the NFL, thanks to Russell Wilson and Drew Brees, are not afraid of a six-one quarterback anymore. Right? You know, and and we're seeing guys like Kyler, Kyler Murray, who by the way is going to be able to do this. I don't know that he's ever going to be an All-Pro. But I think we've shown, yeah, Kyler Murray can come out there and, and run an offense, and Kyler Murray's probably 5'10". So he's taken this, this lack of height thing a whole nother level. I saw in the pregame this weekend an interview between Russell Wilson and Baker Mayfield, and I was stunned when they stood back-to-back to see how much taller than Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield is. He's got him by a good three inches. Right. Um, Baker Mayfield sputtering. The good news for Cleveland is that Odell Beckham Jr. showed up this weekend and finally got 100 yards receiving where it looked like he may never do it again. The bad news is they dropped yet another game, and Cleveland may be in a tailspin. That The energy level there on that team is not right. I said something a couple years ago um, that, that people may have looked at me cross-eyed and said, Nick Chubb is a better pick than Baker Mayfield. Oh, I'm looking pretty good with that one right right now. Chubb is is moving up into that upper echelon of the top five or ten backs in the league. And Baker Mayfield just keeps doing the same things over and over again. You're not Russell Wilson. You can't scramble around and play street football. He doesn't have that skill set, and he hasn't figured it out yet. And that cocky thing that he does just doesn't
3: work when you're not performing. It makes it worse. It exacerbates the problem when you're trying to be Baker Mayfield and you're losing games. By the way, to your point... Of mobile quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson runs for 152 yards yesterday.
2: Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, but, but, the, yeah, but what, what but? Yeah, but Cincinnati's the worst team this side of care. Miami. Um, I, they, that, well, here's the thing. It, you know, Cincinnati, I don't know if you paid any attention to the game. Cincinnati returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown. And then went the rest of the game getting just a field goal. And then they tack on a late touchdown, as this has become their habit. They always seem to tack on a late touchdown and make the score look better than it is. This Zach Taylor era in Cincinnati could not be off to a worse start. <laughs> and all of the fans in Cincinnati who clamored to get Marvin Lewis out of town for the last three or four years—good like- God, would I- you like to have Marvin Lewis How back? You
3: like me now? Yeah, but I mean, Marvin hey is
2: sitting out there with Herm. I love that Marvin Lewis has a a, a a title out in Arizona State. I think he's a quality control coordinator. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God. Which means I'm just going to cash some of these state checks from Arizona for a few years and do next to nothing. But Marvin Lewis got to be tickled to death on the inside, uh, the way things are going. But back to the Tampa Bay, we'll take a quick break. I want to talk about Bruce Arians and Jameis Winston. Um, I think Cam Newton might be the guy Tampa Bay for a couple of years we'll see what you think on the other side as I break that down you're listening to From the Cheap Seats we got 15 minutes to go we appreciate you hanging out with us
7: Debt. If you get in too deep, members of the NFCC, the National Foundation for Credit Counseling, can help you put debt in its place. Credit cards
4: took charge of my financial life. A certified credit counselor helped me get back in control.
1: Student loan debt followed me wherever I went. NFCC taught me all I needed to know. Connect with
7: an NFCC certified credit counselor at your local member agency today. We'll help you put debt in its place. Go to nfcc.org slash debt or call 877-410-6322.
6: Did you know there is a place right here in downtown Sanford that utilizes fresh, organic, and sustainable foods from our area's vast farming community? It's Cooper's Restaurant and Wine Room, located at 133 South Steel Street in historic downtown Sanford. I'm Executive Chef Brian Moser. Come join us Tuesday through Saturday from 5 to 10 to experience an ever-evolving, locally-sourced menu featuring the area's best farmers, paired with the locally-brewed beers, and some of the world's best wine. Make your reservations now on the Open Table app and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Services and
8: the Ad Council. My name is Lola Silvestri and I'm gonna be 95 this year. I was very independent. I fell and I had to have meals on wheels. America, let's do lunch.
5: Hello, it's me, the designer jeans in the back of your closet. What happened to us? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Okay, maybe I never really fit you right, but I got a lot more Sunday fun days left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference.
7: Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org donate stuff create jobs a message from Goodwill and the Ad Council
8: are you ready?
4: to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with Remax Real Estate Service and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com
2: All right, welcome back to from the Chiefs he's final segment coming up here. Got a lot I want right. to push through. I stand by what I said. Bruce Arians and and the fact that he can rock a Kango as a middle aged white dude um speaks to who he is and how he feels like he's able to relate to, you know, the younger players. I like Bruce Arians as a as a, a football coach on a lot of different levels, but he's not afraid to take on guys that other people might. And the other thing is Bruce carries himself with this arrogance, this huge arrogance. He's not going to let you like assert yourself. He'll just suck the oxygen right out of the room preemptively. I think Cam Newton's a good fit down there, and I think this weekend, in the wake of Jameis Winston turning the ball over 73 times against the what Panthers... What is his
3: problem, dude? Man. Hey, uh, he just can't read the, the field. Same as
2: Baker Mayfield, man. He, always, he wants to turn every play into a touchdown. And You've got to take what the defense gives you. You've got to bail on plays. Uh, Jameis Winston has all the talent in the world, but we're in year five now. It, it's it's over. I think the Jameis Winston, I, it's just not going to get any better. The
3: reason I think you're right about Cam Newton is... Year Cam, four or year five? Oh,
2: anyway, doesn't matter.
3: If, if, when Cam Newton gets kicked to the curb, he's going to want to play in the division. Well, that's an interesting he's, thought. He's going to want to play against the Panthers and see if he can rub it in. But, uh,
2: you know, he needs to get right, man. I don't think that dude's been right for, like, since his MVP season. Well, he's also not getting any younger. So we'll see how that shakes out. So, you know, Bill Belichick trolling fantasy football players the world over um, on the Thursday night game. New England cruises past the the Giants, and Tom Brady gets two rushing touchdowns in a game. Come on, Bill. (laughs) I can get. He's trying to do things to keep it interesting. Well, it's
3: like we were talking off air. I was like, okay. I'll give you Tom Brady from the one, but they ran him from
2: the four. God love it, That's real estate right there. Well, and he's just putting things on tape. People have to worry about moving down the road. All right, so the Chargers. What What is going on with the Chargers? Dude, I don't have any idea. When you look at this team on paper, this was supposed to be the team that delivered Phillip Rivers into a legit Super Bowl shot to put uh, put the the cherry on top of his career. They're at two and four, and that's a
0: horrible—
2: loss against Pittsburgh this weekend Pittsburgh playing with the the milkman at quarterback um I I know everything about the NFL I didn't know who Devlin Hodges was until two weeks ago I didn't either and this dude carries the Benny Snell is out there doing things in this Russian offense Mike Tomlin I got to give props I've been down on Mike Tomlin for years his ability to rally this Pittsburgh team who we all thought was just going to mail it in. This was going to be it. It was going to blow up. Tomlin doing a great job, has got the Pittsburgh Steelers back to two and four and tied for second place in the division. Who would have thunk? It's bananas. Bananas is all I got for you there. (laughs) All right. um, Denver... Gets past Tennessee. I talked about it earlier. Mariota may be on the bench, and it may be for a long time. Marcus Mariota, one, hadn't been able to stay healthy, but two, plays inexplicably badly in certain situations, and I just don't get it. When you look at the skill set he possesses, the level of atrocity that he brings to the table some days just doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. Ryan Tannehill came in. Mariota was pulled. I think Tannehill's going to be there for a little bit. Tennessee's got too many other things going on on the defense and in the run game uh, to be as up and down as they are. They're a team nobody wants to play, but I tell you what, Denver wanted to play them this weekend. They get them 16-0. Dallas, oh my God, this is so much fun. (sighs) This is so much fun. Um, Arizona gets past Atlanta. Matt Bryant, 44 year old kicker, Matt Bryant, for the Atlanta Falcons, misses an extra point to tie the game and didn't miss it by a little bit. It was a duck hook shank, chili dip, every golf analogy you want to use. It was horrible. Isn't that the worst sports job in the the world. Absolutely, 100%, except that he's still doing it at 44, making more money than me and you combined. So there's there's that to be said for it. But yeah, you get to show, show up, and the only time anybody puts you on TV is when you gack a, an extra point. Or if you celebrate and hurt your ankle. Oh, man, yeah. Um, Martin Gramatica. Yeah. Blowing out his knee. That's <laughs> one of my all-time knee, I favorites. Um, Arizona escapes. Atlanta now drops to... Uh, I can't even believe they're 1-5. in five. Dan Quinn is hanging on to his job by the skin of his teeth right now. And this is a guy that just a couple of years ago had the Super Bowl won. And they have never recovered. And I don't know if it's, you know, the team doesn't buy in because they hung the game on him. I don't know what's happened. plenty but we're of, just a couple years removed. And this dude is, he's a dead man walking at this point. I think it's the,
3: you know, like Chernobyl. There's still effects. That Super Bowl loss, I think there's still – just all of them are screwed in their heads because the talent is there. They got like they got three running backs that, are, that would probably get good playing time for every other team in the league. Then you got
2: Julio Jones. You got Ridley. Mo Sanu. I mean, you look at that offense and you look at the talent that's out there. Dude, it, it's inexcusable. And Dan Quinn is the guy that's left holding the bag. Arthur Blank has spent a lot of Home Depot millions of dollars – on that squad has rolled out the red carpet that, you know, they never lose a free agent and Dan Quinn, dead man walking. I don't, I'm going to be shocked if he makes it through the week, but if they drop another game next week, he's done. And you can't really fault ownership for it. I can't cheer for Atlanta until Matty Ice is gone. But I will say
3: of all the owners, the only one I've really kind of pulled for is Arthur Blank. You know, having to go through the Mike Vick stuff and just, you could see the wear and tear on him with all that controversy. I just would like to see him win one. You know what I mean? He was so close. And right. then Bilichek happened.
2: Oh, I'm sure. Th- I mean, think about the feelings of euphoria that had to be going on in the owner's box. The champagne. they like, we have won the Super Bowl. We got this thing. And then just to watch it all implode. I can't even imagine, because me as a disinterested observer of that Super Bowl, it hurt me at my core to watch that team melt down. I can't imagine that having been my team melting down like that. That had to be excruciating. It had to seem like it took hours for it to unfold. And it was like watching your kid forgetting his lines at a school play. Dude. Like, I mean, it was brutal. It was brutal. All right, New Orleans continues to survive. The My Gardner Minshew Big. story is better in theory than it is in practice, but Gardner Minshew unable to get past New Orleans. This defense is for real, it dude. It is no joke. This defense is nasty, and who would have thought that at this point in the season we'd be talking about the Saints and how this defense has gotten them to 5-1. The Saints just holding on until Breeze gets back. Um, they managed to, to win a game they could have easily given away and what's going on in kansas city we've been quick to jump on the rams and talk about oh my god the sky is falling they're three and three you know we're talking about dallas and kind of having a laugh about them while you were sleeping kansas city's lost back-to-back home games yep Um, their quarterback's not right i don't know that it's anything to do
3: with the quarterback i think he's been hurt for like oh he's definitely
2: hurt the ankle is a problem um but you got to play some defense guy when you know, and it's not about you know them giving up fifty points a week, but when it counts, you've got to be able to make a stop. And I sent you guys a text this weekend in the middle of the game, and I stand by it. As good as Pat Mahomes is, I'll take Deshaun Watson over him. Hmm. Deshaun Watson is next level. They're running a play regularly now that you see some of these mobile quarterbacks pull out on occasion, but they're running a pass option to the right and to the left, that is an inverted option where instead of looking to pitch, Deshaun Watson is moving and looking to throw, and this is not a rollout. This is a sprint out. He's running it more effectively than I've ever seen anybody do it in the history of football, and I don't know how you defend it. Yeah, and if you watch
3: the Texan game, they did, They have receivers, DeAndre Hopkins and Fuller, that can flat out beat you. Oh, and they absolutely. they didn't even win that way. No. They, they went a totally different direction, and that's what's scary. When they don't have
2: to use those weapons and, and still win, that's scary. All right, so Washington and Miami in a, in a, a matchup of winless teams, both teams trying not to win this game, but Miami trying just a little bit harder. They tie the game up with um, six seconds left, I think. Go for two, incomplete. Washington gets the win. the The note here for everybody that may not have been paying attention to this game, and it's forgivable if you did, is Adrian Peterson went for 100 yards. Bill Callahan's taken over. Adrian Peterson is the focal point of that offense right now, as he should have been all along True this that. season. Washington going to be a whole lot tougher to beat than they than they were a couple weeks ago if they keep that up. Um, Minnesota looking like they're for real. We are out of time. I'm Krista Lambert. That's Brandon Atkins. We love you guys. Felt- Peace.
5: Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.